What's up, guys? Welcome to Spirit and Truth, Salt and Light Podcast, where we talk about common Christian topics in daily life, uh, relating them back to Scripture, relating them back to the Bible, living them out in spirit and truth by being salt and light. This is Tyler Penalbert, and I'm so excited to have you guys back this month as we continue our worship series. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about worship through prayer and how, uh, as we spend time with the Lord and having conversation with Him, we are worshiping Him and what that looks like biblically, what that looks like uh, just in real life scenarios um, and all those things. I'm super excited. Uh, our guest today is a good friend of mine, Mike Palmer. Mike, how are you doing today? Man, I'm good. I'm glad to be here. I'm honored. That's awesome, man. I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad that we're able to sit down and I can spend a weekend in Salmon, one of the, my favorite, most gorgeous places in America. Garden spot of the Mountain West. That's what I've heard. That's yeah. what I've heard. It's, sound, it's, it's so good to, uh, to be here with you. Good to um, get to talk prayer with you, get to pray together here in just a few minutes and just to uh, spend time talking about the Lord. Um, Mike, why don't you take four or five minutes-ish, somewhere along those lines, just kind of tell us where you are in life, yeah. who you are, uh, what you do, kind of how you came to be in Salmon, Idaho. Yeah, man. Well, again, thanks for thanks for allowing me to be on here uh, today for this for this conversation, this topic that's going to be good. But uh, I, have, uh, I am the husband of one wife, my wife, Michelle. We have one child who's... 42, which gives you an idea about how old I am, <laughs> and uh, uh, I am uh, the pastor at Salmon Valley Baptist Church in Salmon, Idaho. For about the past 13 years, I've also pastored Limhi River Cowboy Church in Tendoy, and about the last nine or ten years, I've been working also with uh, um, the last several years in particular with uh, the North American Mission Board and I'm the church planting leader for Sin Network Utah, Idaho. Mm. And uh, I have to have a lot of things going on to keep me out of trouble. That's right. That's what it is, man. That's what it is. I'm trivocational. So. That's right. That's right. The one and the only that I know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow. But uh, anyway, uh, you know, for folks that uh, are listening uh, to this podcast, Salmon is uh, about three hours from Walmart and three hours from McDonald's, and we are in the lower 48 states. Mm -hmm. Um, <clears throat> we are in America, uh, and so we're a remote, rural, remote. I don't even say rural; I say a remote community, uh, right in the heart of the Mountain West. Mm -hmm. And uh, man, I've been, like I said, been pastor here at Salmon Valley for about twenty six years. Twenty six years, yeah, exactly. Uh, been in ministry about thirty three years, mm -hmm. uh, thereabouts. And uh, you know, the Lord. I I grew up in a Christian home. I, I trusted the Lord when I was. Young, I was really faithful as a teenager. I was one of those kids in the youth group that was at everything, did everything. My mom worked at the church, so I was a staff kid. I mean, we had keys to the building, you know, one of those yeah. deals, man. You know, and uh, uh, and then in my early twenties, I lost my mind and and decided to be a prodigal, and I ran from the Lord. And uh, he just uh, he jerked a knot in my head and pulled me back, uh, and. For the next two or three years after that, uh, I was just really growing in the Lord. About 29 or so, um, it was clear God was calling me to ministry. Uh, my wife was, you know, we were unified that. And I did a little finishing up a college career. Went to seminary in New Orleans, Louisiana. And uh, and Salmon Valley Baptist Church is my first full-time church. I served yeah. church as an associate pastor, uh, you know, those kinds of things. Salmon Valley's... I, I, I've been here 26 years, first school out of seminary or church out of seminary, and uh, I've been here all that time. And uh, it's fun to be able to uh, uh, 
um, plant yourself in a community and be able to have relationships that build over that length of time and, and uh, you know, to, to know a community that well. Uh, that's a that's a pretty cool thing for me. So it's going to work out here, apparently. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Seems like it's uh worked so far for for a little bit. Yeah, so. yeah. They've quit looking for a pastor here. Yeah, that's good. That's yeah. good. That's, <laughs> that's always a positive. Whenever you're, yeah. whenever you've been here for a while and they stop looking for somebody else, yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you're pretty good. Um. So uh, last week when I had Evan on, I, I kind of gave some reasons as to why I asked Evan to be a guest, and I think that's something that I'm going to do. With all of my guests, I just want to list a couple of reasons um, as to why I've asked Mike to be on uh, this episode with me, the Worship Through Prayer episode. And the first uh, reason that I have is that that first time that you and I sat in here, uh, not this past March, but the March before. Yeah, we, we go back. We've known each we, other upwards of 18 back. months. Yeah, <laughs> 18 whole months that we've known each other. Um, but the first time that you and I actually sat down and had a conversation just about what the Lord was doing in my life um, – I think the first thing that we did was we prayed together mm. and uh, that was your first advice is that um, if you feel the Lord calling you somewhere, you feel the Lord doing something in your life. The best way to figure out what that is, is to pray. And so that yeah. was the first thing that he pointed me to um, in that. Uh, but another reason is that Mike, you've said that you've been here for 26 years in this area um, where there's not, there's not a lot of Christians here. Um, so what you do every day is that you've got to continually be in prayer for your community, continually be in prayer for your, uh, congregation. Um, so prayer is like one of the, one of the biggest parts of ministry here. Um, it should be the biggest part of ministry anywhere. I was about um, to say that it, it, it really should yeah, be. It should be. But, um, for you also is it's, it's huge. Cause like you said, you're trivocational. You're, you're doing three, three different things, all of which, uh, require a lot of time being spent in prayer. Um, so, so I feel like you, you and I have a, a lot of things that we can talk about when it comes to praying for people in a community that's generally not Christian. Right, um, right. So that's another reason. And then the last reason is pretty simple. It's just I, I enjoy having conversations with Mike. Oh. Like we sit down and we talk <laughs> and we, we laugh and we cut up. And ever, ever since we first had that conversation, we've just – uh, been able to bounce things off of each other, ask questions, give advice both ways, yeah. um, learn from each other. So uh, that's just kind of what I want to do for the next 30 minutes or so, 45 minutes, is just sit down and talk and learn from each other and to um, hopefully just bring the Lord glory through all of this. Um, so I really appreciate you uh, being a guest for me, Mike. Man, I'm glad to do it. That's I'm awesome. honored. It's fun. Let's get it. Sweet. So I've got three main questions that's really going to guide us today. Um, and they're all obviously about prayer, but the first question is what does the Bible say about prayer? Um, and that's kind of the same thing I, I said to Evan last month was, what does the Bible say about music and worship? Mm. Um, so Mike, I'm gonna let you kind of take lead on this. What does the Bible tell us about prayer, uh, and it being worship? You know, I, um, obviously we're going to skim <laughs> as we yeah. do this, because I'm just thinking, man, I uh, last year I preached a prayer, a series of sermons on prayer, mm -hmm. and I thought I'm going to keep this as basic and elemental as I can, and it only took 12 weeks, yeah. and we're going to go here yeah. for about 35 minutes <laughs> yeah. on this. But uh, you know, one of the things it says first, one of the things it says, you, you can't find scripture, you can't find a book of the Bible that doesn't talk about prayer, mm -hmm. doesn't have prayer in it. You, you, it's just not there. Um, uh, you know. Um, and, and and the first thing it would say to us, I, I think where we have to start 
possibly if we're going to, for today's purposes. 1 Thessalonians 5, um, 16 through 18, uh, tells us always be joyful. The, the, the center verse here, verse 17, never stop praying. Pray without ceasing, some translations say. Um, continually pray, some translations say. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. So uh, that's a pretty big deal, but praying continually or never stop praying. Um, there's some people who say, well, well that, that's not possible. You can't do that. And, and I, listen, if that means that I have to every moment of every day be in prayer, you're exactly right. But uh, uh, you're about to be a married guy. I am a married mm-hmm. guy. Um, you're you're not even married yet, but you're in a continual conversation with Tori. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to walk up and go, "Hey, it's me again." I'm, I'm yeah. you know, you don't have to introduce yourself. You know, and and as you get married, you'll find yourself around the house, just you know, little phrases, little things. This, mm-hmm. you know, da 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 da, just like you do. And that's what it means. It, it, th- this is a relationship prayer. Yeah. This is that. You know, you turn the corner and you see something and go, oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, mm-hmm. Lord, please help that person. I was sitting in traffic in Boise the other day, and there was a gal right across the intersection from me. Um, first thing in the morning, she's going to work. She's dressed professional. Her car, car looks sharp and all that stuff. And I realized she's holding both hands with the steering wheel, both hands on the steering wheel, and she's sobbing at a red light. And it wrecked me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, Lord, right there. I'm probably the only person in the world praying for that person right there because Boise's better than 90% lost, mm-hmm. you know? And I was convicted right then. I got to pray for her. I've not quit praying. I called a couple of people and I said, pray for a girl at a red light. Yeah. <laughs> and boy, a girl, yeah. she's probably 35 or so. She, right. she, But, you know, like I said, dress professional. She's going to the office. Mm-hmm. She's going to have to try to get it together before she gets to work. And, uh, you know, never stop praying. Just always in a conversation with the Lord. Right. Not like you have to think about, I had to get in a particular posture or place or situation or the lights have to be okay or I had to be at church or something like that. Right. No, I'm just in a con- constant relational conversation mm-hmm. with God. Yeah. And I like how you how you use the word relational is that it is conversation. It's constant. It is. And your relationships in life are not going to thrive very long if you have no conversation and no communication. Um so I, I think that word just relational is huge in just that whole explanation. Well, and and just the so the girl's red light is just a good fresh illustration. When you say conversational, conversational is two ways, mm-hmm. right? So I see her. I could have reacted in a lot of ways, like oh, I bet you know, you know, oh, I wonder what's you know, da 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 da. But the first thought I had, which is not Mike's thought, right, was I bet I'd be the only person in the world praying for her. Well, where did that come from? Lord. That comes from the Holy Spirit, dude. <laughs> yeah. That's what not not what Mike's automatically thinking. Mike right. is sarcastic. I don't know if you know that or not. A little bit, a little bit. <laughs> and uh, so, just just in that constant relational conversation, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's um, it's just all the time, and you can take that so far as to like the girl at the red light, for example, with the Spirit leading you, all the way down to even people sitting down with their finances and oh, like, yeah. it'd be something small that it, or in your mind is small that you're truly surrendering that to the Lord through prayer of Lord, 
how are we going to make it to the 25th of the month? Or right. how are we going to, how is my kid going to survive their first week of school without me there to hold their hand? Things like that. Like, oh, it's, yeah. Prayer is, it's everywhere. It's huge. Um, right. So, yeah, it's it's great. Uh, Matthew 26, 41. Uh, Mike, do you have that pulled up? Can you read it for I, us? I do, I do. It says, keep watch and pray so that you will not give in to temptation. But the Spirit's willing, but the body is weak. Wow. That's like it. It's, it's like Jesus knows me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but, um, I mean, there's an idea of here of being diligent, being watchful. Mm-hmm. As we pray, being yeah. careful, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. And and it's not a it's not a it's not necessarily like what I call a job security prayer of like <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love I, that. I'm praying love to that. uh to kind of make sure that I don't fall into temptation or that I'm praying just so that I have a relationship. Watchfully praying, like there's a fire going on right now. Right, there are people that are carefully watching that fire. So that it doesn't cause mass destruction, right? Um, in the same way, if we watchfully pray, mm-hmm. uh, having the Lord as our guidance, then we're watching for all these things because the only—I mean—the biggest way to fight off those things is to surrender them to the Lord and to do that through prayer. Yeah. So that word watchfully and, and to to be on, not necessarily on edge, but just to be there on guard, on guard, watching for what the Lord is bringing to you. Um, and what the devil's trying to bring against you, and bringing that to the Lord in prayer is uh, is really huge. Well, that part where it says the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. The reality is none of us are beyond temptation. Mm-hmm. None of us are beyond sin. Exactly. And you know, the, one of the worst things we can ever do is look at somebody and go, "Well, you never see me doing that." Um, you know what? It's it's quite possible. I, I am capable of every single sin known to humanity, and you are too, mm-hmm. and so is anyone listening. And, and that may offend some people, but it's a reality. Yeah. Um, and and to not put our place in self in a place of arrogance, but in a place of trust, back to relationship, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to trust you, Lord. I, I This might tempt me, that might tempt me, or something might come along that I don't even know about that's going to tempt me. And, uh, you know, help me to help me to guard against that. Mm-hmm. You guard my heart and soul, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So I have uh, James five sixteen right here, uh, and it says, Therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for one another, so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is a very powerful in itself, and it is in itself effective. Produces wonderful results. Mm-hmm. Some translations say, yeah. pray for one another. Yeah. Yeah. Pray for one another. So what are what are some ways um, like you gave the example of the girl at the red light? But what are some ways that we can just generally um, pray for one another, whether that's as a group of people um, or one on one? What are just some if you have some tips or advice? Well, it's interesting right here. <laughs> this is going to sound relational as well. Yeah. Turns out this prayer is a relational deal. Yeah. Because um, it, it starts out, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other. Mm hmm. So I don't want us to miss that first part. Um, you know what? You've uh, you've got to be in a pretty good relationship with somebody if you're going to say, hey, I want you to help me be accountable here. I've got a problem with, and you lay it out there, right? Yeah. So, so, so we're praying for each other. Now, the girl's red light. I don't know her name. I'm never going to see her again, most likely. Never, I wouldn't know her if, I, if she walked in the door right now. I wouldn't know her. 
that's praying for someone, you know, removed or something. If I'm praying for a, a lost people group or I'm praying for a town and, and around Utah, Idaho that needs a church uh, and they need a church planter or something like that, I, you know what? I'm not praying for an individual, but this is pray for each other. Prayer is not a solo thing. Mm-hmm. Prayer is something that the church does in relationship. And so um, to do that, I have to be able to tell you, hey, Tyler, I need you to pray for this. Mm-hmm. So we have to break down barriers within the church family that each other here, James has written to the church, mm-hmm. that each other pray for one another, pray for each other. We've got to be willing to look at each other in the church and go, hey, my brother in Christ, I need your prayer for this. Right. I need your help in this. Um, and a lot of times we say, well, I, I, I don't, I want to be, I, you know, I don't want to bother anybody. That's a, that's a false humility. That's sinful because the Bible says to, mm-hmm. you know, the Bible says to, and then it describes here the worth of it, the value of it so that you could be healed so that your life could change. So is God going to heal every single time? No, he's not. Right. You know, we, we can't take this one verse out of context and think that, but it still, it says the the earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power. Mm-hmm. Not that the person has power, but, the, the 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 God of all creation has power. Right. And when we are in right relationship with one another and right relationship with him, we're praying for each other. Mm-hmm. And he honors that yeah. and that has power in the church and power in our lives. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. That's uh that's huge. Is that and like you said, God God doesn't always heal what we think physically yeah god doesn't always provide exactly what we ask right um but god always provides what we need yeah and he always gives us exactly what's in his will for us um and that that sometimes can be a hard thing for us to wrap our minds around um is learning what god's will is and following it um or even not knowing what it is but following it yeah is hard too um so but we'll i'm sure later on down in the podcast we'll be uh discussing that at some point um of the lord's will but but yeah that's huge so yeah matthew 6 9 through 13 most people might recognize those verses but can you read them for us i am and i'm reading out of the new living translation some of you may say i don't recognize that one um it's written on a a more simple um i I work in a part of the world that's Mm pre-christian mountain west is the only part of the united states that's never had a revival or awakening as a mass so I work in a pre-Christian environment with a, without a Christian worldview, and I've just found this translation very good um, for my friends and neighbors. And Jesus, in this model prayer, says, Pray like this, Our Father in heaven, may your name keep, be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today the food we need. Forgive us of our sins as we've forgiven those who sin against us. And don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. Interesting. There's another time when the Lord says, hey, this should be part of the prayer. Here's a model prayer for you. His disciples would say, teach us how to pray. And he says, boy, pray like this. Mm-hmm. And that pops up again. Don't don't let us yield to temptation. I don't know how many times the Bible has to say something for it to be true, but this is twice now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And once is sufficient. So anyway, but there you go. That's, that's, uh, there's, a, there's a lot to unpack here. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to unpack here. Uh, may your name be kept holy. Now we're mm-hmm. talking about prayer and worship, right? Yeah. 
Well, there you go. Um, a part of our prayer should be worship. Yeah. Now, now there's certainly times um, that we cry out in prayer, and uh, I, I remember a time where I, I was about to have a collision in a vehicle, mm-hmm. and I did not say, Lord, I just want to thank you for the beautiful day you've provided. <laughs> and, uh, man, my, my breakfast was great this morning, and you're yeah. an awesome guy. Yeah. I was screaming, oh, Lord, help. (laughs) And I'm not joking, man. I was real. (laughs) And he did. Mm -hmm. But a part of our prayer life should be worship. Right. It should be. Mm -hmm. He's worthy. My goodness. He's the creator of the universe. He's the the lover of our souls. He's the one who's given his life for us. On and on and on we can go. Mm -hmm. Our prayer ought to include worship. May your name be kept holy. Yeah. May your kingdom come soon. Whew. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And here's your will on done on earth as it is in heaven. You talked about God's will there a minute ago. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's awesome. So uh we I have a couple of different acronyms that I usually use that because yeah. this is a great scripture that, that teaches you how to pray because the disciples right. ask, How do we pray? Yeah. Um, but I have a couple acronyms, one that I've learned since I've been at Calvary and one that I've known for many years. And the first one is the word pray. Um, and for those of you who don't know what an acronym is, it's each letter of the word stands for another word. Um, but let's just go through it. The first uh, letter in pray is P, and that stands for praise. Right. Um, and we talked about that, is that your worship in prayer is huge. Right. Is that you spend, and, and I, I kind of take this as a, if you, it's not a set you have to pray in this order. Right. Um, but right. it's a great guideline. Mm-hmm. Of, sitting down and praising the Lord first because he deserves it. Right. And all things that he's done for you, he deserves praise. And when we get to acts, adoration for, um, he deserves that. Yeah. So in my my mind and in my philosophy on that is that we don't want to ignore what God has done for us right. before we jump immediately into asking right. for him to do something else. Right. Um, because if I did something for you or like if I had given you a gift, and then immediately after I gave it to you, you asked for the next one or something else. Yeah, yeah. that wouldn't sit right. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's not how to do, how, how to build a strong friendship. Right, it's not how to build a, a relationship <laughs> no. very well. So, um, so yeah, that first letter of praise is huge. Well, and if you if you find yourself beginning to do that and starting to look for the things of praise, mm-hmm. worship becomes easier. Oh yeah, I, I was at a wedding, um, a ranch wedding, mm-hmm. and we were up in the hills. This is about three weeks ago now. And uh, I'm standing there with the father of the bride right before the wedding, and we're looking out across this this valley. And there's cows out there. They're, they're belly deep in grass because it's been a wet spring. Right. Unbelievable. And there were clouds over against the Continental Divide, and they just had all kinds of mm-hmm. color in them. And he looks at me and goes, you know, we're the only two people in the world that see this view right now. Mm-hmm. He said, God did that. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, nobody else on the planet seeing what we're seeing right this right. moment. You know, James says every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father. That's right. And and we're just standing there talking about that. But you know what what he was doing was he's learning to look for the work of God and the acts of God to praise God for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if if it becomes part of your lifestyle of prayer, you find yourself in a continual relationship, praying right. without ceasing, going, oh, God, thank you. That was so cool, you know, yeah. and praising him because you recognize what he's done. Yeah, absolutely. 
So the next letter R, uh, R is for repentance. Um, and I'll actually go through both of them at the same time because I already did the same thing about praise and adoration. Okay. So the first acronym is pray, and the second one is the word acts, A-C-T-S. So uh, P is praise, A is adoration, R is repentance, and C is confession. Yeah. Um, and those go very hand in hand. Oh, yeah. Um, so first let's talk about what, what would you say is the difference between confession and repentance? Well, confession is agreeing with God that my sin is sin. Because mm-hmm. there's things that I might look around and go, I don't just don't have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. And God calls it sin. So to confess our sin means we agree with God. Right. Uh, because we're not going to repent of anything that we disagree with God on. Mm-hmm. If we're saying, I don't have a problem with this. Well, you may not, but he's holy and sovereign. Yeah, for sure. So if he has a problem with it, I need to have a problem with it. Mm-hmm. So repentance is actually turning from or turning around. In other words, I was going this direction that is sinful. I agree with God that it's sinful, mm-hmm. and now I'm going to turn from it and go the other direction. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so that, I'm, I'm glad I had that answer because when you asked that, I was like, oh, oh, I've got a question to answer here. Yeah, <laughs> one that wasn't written down no, a week no, ago. Uh-uh. Um, but yeah, so uh, I think that understanding is huge, is that we're not just going to say, confession isn't just saying, okay, God, I, I said a bad word this day or I didn't spend time with you. It, it's that agreeance, an agreement that you are sinful. And yeah, it, it listen, if it, if we had to uh um if we had to list all of our sins, we couldn't do that anyway. Oh no. We couldn't. Yeah. And and you you may not under, understand this illustration, but if I were to think I listed all the things I was doing wrong and then looked at my wife, she'd add a couple more. Mhm. Uh-huh. Just yeah. that easy. Yeah. I uh I remember it's been several years now. Um but I heard one of the, they used to do a brotherhood meeting at the association in Mississippi that my grandfather is director of missions of. And uh, they had a pastor come in one time and the introduction to it was more of a joke being told, but uh, they introduced him as um, the introducer said, I had a dream last night that myself and this pastor, I don't remember his name, uh, had gotten to heaven together. And we, when we got to heaven, God gave me a chalk, a piece of chalk, and told me to go to a whiteboard or to a chalkboard and write down every sin that I'd ever committed. Um, he's like, so I wow. did that. And then he turned around and he saw the pastor uh, was writing on his, but he turned around and asked for another piece of chalk. <laughs> so <laughs> that that's true yeah. for all of us yeah. is that we will oh, never yeah. have enough chalk to list our sins in that type well, of confession. You think about it, there's, there's two types of sin, commission, the ones that I do willfully and omission, the mm-hmm. ones that I... Might not even recognize. Right. James says to know what the right thing to do is and not do it is sin. Well, how many mm-hmm. times have I not done something? You know, I, I mean, I didn't set anything on yeah. fire. I didn't murder anybody or anything like that. But I, it would have been nice if I, it would have been good if I would helped that person. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to. Yeah. Guess what that is? You knew the right thing to do and you didn't do it. That's sin. Right. You know, so oh, we couldn't begin to name them all. Mm-hmm. But we agree with God. One, we're sinful. And that the things of commission that we do sin are sinful. Yeah. And then we turn from those. Mm-hmm. And when we do that, guess what he'll do? He'll show us something else. Yeah. But that's 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 grace because he's wanting just to be closer to mm-hmm. him in relationship. Yeah. Absolutely. 
So we've got pray and repent, and we've got adoration and confession. Um, the next letter in pray is A, and uh, that stands for ask. Um, the next letter in Acts is T, and that stands for thanksgiving. How does how how do the things of asking God for things, but also being thankful, how can they go hand in hand? Well, we'll go back to James when he says every good and perfect gift comes from God. Mm-hmm. You know, here it says, give us today the food we need. Mm-hmm. You know, Lord, give us our daily bread. And if we recognize that he's the provider, mm-hmm. you know, hey, he provided. I'm, I'm 62 years old as of yesterday. And uh, uh, guess what? I, I've, I've come this far. Mm-hmm. He has provided. You know, the psalmist said, I have been young and I have been old and I've never seen the Lord's mm-hmm. faithful you know, uh, mm-hmm. abandoned or whatever. Right. So, so we ask in faith, but we also ask uh, in trust because we've seen how God has worked already, yeah. and we're thankful for that. In the Old Testament, they talked about the Ebenezer. You know, to this point, God has been faithful, and and you know, with that comes the reality and the trust that, you know, what I've seen what God's done, mm-hmm. and I know He's not going to quit now. Right. He's never, never failed me yet. Right. You know that song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, they, they go together. Mm-hmm. They go together. Yeah. If my grandson asks for a present and I get him for him, guess what he's going to do? He's going to say, thank you, Papa. Mm-hmm. Because his mom says, now tell your Papa thank you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but nonetheless, that's, you know, you have to teach that. Right. That's why Scripture's teaching it to mm-hmm. us. Because we're not naturally that way necessarily. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, we have ask and we have thanksgiving, and then we've got the Y and the and pray and the S and acts left. And the Y stands for yield, and the S stands for supplication. Um, I think the hardest one of both of these acronyms to combine is yield. It is very hard to yield to what God has for us, um, because of the unknown. Because sometimes we're we're nervous of maybe what's got what God has for us. So kind of what's your advice or mindset on like how do we yield even when it's hard? Well, you know, there's some folks in the Bible, the book of Jonah in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. If you don't know that book, it's a short book. Go read it. Yeah. Um, God told Jonah, I, I want you to go to Nineveh, this city, and I want mm-hmm. you to preach. It was a large city. Uh, Jonah had two problems. He didn't like the people in Nineveh, and he didn't want to go. So he went the opposite way. Mm. It didn't work out well for him. No. There's a guy in the New Testament named Saul, mm-hmm. and uh, he had heard the gospel. He had heard it preached faithfully. Yeah. He was a trained religious person, and he had rejected Jesus. And uh, one day on the road to Damascus in the book of Acts, a bright light knocked him off his donkey, puts him on the ground, mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, a voice from heaven says, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Mm. And Saul says, some of the most uh, the most hilarious response I think there is in Scripture, who are you, Lord? Like, I don't know who you are, but I know you're God. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. <laughs> so just go ahead and uh, I'm, I'm yeah. you know, but you know what? Both of those people eventually yielded to what God desired. Mm-hmm. And... Here's the deal, too. I told you in my early 20s there, I had a couple of years where I was a prodigal. I've tried it my way, Tyler. Mm-hmm. My way does not work. Right. My way is terrible. 
I'd like to go back to that prodigal Mike that was running away from God mm-hmm. and just catch him real quick, punch him in the face and turn him yeah. around yeah. and go, listen, idiot, you know, mm-hmm. this is not going to end well for you. Right. Um, I'm glad for what God taught me as a result of that, but I would have rather bought the T-shirt than taken the trip. Right. Um, and, and uh, you know, it, it just understanding that he's the sovereign in the universe, knows the end from the beginning. He knows what I'm going to face tomorrow. Well, I ought to follow him today because he's going to prepare me for tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know? Uh, so, man, that, that yielding thing, um, maybe after, I'm not perfect at it, but maybe after a lot of years, um, I've got a, a perspective of looking back on it and seeing when I tried it my way and when I went his way. And, uh, man, don't, don't, don't learn that lesson for yourself. Mm-hmm. Just trust and follow. Yeah, absolutely. So we've uh we've gone through the pray, the praise, repent, ask and yield. And we've gone through acts, uh adoration, confession, uh thanksgiving and supplication. And we've touched on this next question a little bit already, but um how do we use these commands and instructions of prayer uh to truly worship Christ? And I immediately went to Daniel chapter 9 verse 18 that says, "Listen closely, my God, and hear Open your eyes and see our desolations and the city that bears your name. Fear, we are not presenting our petitions before you based on our righteous acts, but based on your abundant compassion. Mm. Um, I think prayer can very easily be about us. Oh, yeah. Very easily. Um, it can be. I think even, It can be like the, I mean, the Christmas list. Mm-hmm. I think it can even be easier, easily more about us than what, uh, music can. Yeah. Um, cause we can make music. If you, you listen back to the episode before about how we want to look and sound and act a certain way, right? I think prayer can very much be about us, but I love how, uh, in Daniel it says, um, for we're not presenting our petitions before you based on our righteous acts, Mm-mm. but based on your abundant compassion. Listen to the wording of this. We make this plea, not because we deserve it. Mm-hmm but because of your mercy. Exactly. We're coming to you because we know you're merciful. Right. We're not coming to you because we're pious. Mm-hmm. We're not coming to you because we're super religious people. Um, you know, the first prayer that God hears is when somebody who doesn't know him says, Lord, I confess my sin. Right. I confess my sin. Mm-hmm. Um, and Scripture says if we confess, he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us, right? That's right. So... So, um, I mean, we start out praying to God, admitting our unworthiness. Mm -hmm. And then if we're not careful, we get more and more religious and more and more pious and we're more and more worthy. And that's not true. Right. We're just his child Mm -hmm. who he loves dearly, but we're still unworthy. We can only come boldly before his throne because he's the king of glory and grace. Yeah. And and I have written down on our little outline here. It says that prayer reminds us that all things are done by God's mercy. Yeah, is that He gives us salvation with mercy. He gives us salvation with grace. Um, so that that very humble, we are not presenting our petitions before you based on our righteous acts or because right. we deserve it. No. That that's very that's very humble. That's true humility, but based on your abundant compassion. Yeah. Or based on your mercy. Right. Um, that's a huge reminder because that takes us out of it. Right. When you remove yourself and make everything about Christ, 
that's when it becomes true worship. Yeah. Is then you're putting him at the beginning of it because he is worthy. He's worthy right. of worship, worthy of praise. Um, he is above all. So something that's very easy. Now I want to sing both of those. I right love now. those two great songs. Michael <laughs> back W. Back. Smith. Thank music, you so much. Music titles <laughs> just flowing out of your it, mouth it right does. now. I must be a worship pastor. <laughs> um, so, uh, but it takes something that, like I mentioned, can very, very easily be about us, and turns it back around to to Christ, because yeah. without Him. Another him. Um, without him, I can we. Do uh, <laughs> without, without him, him, I'd be alone. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, without him, we can, we can't have things. Uh, we can't do this relationship with Christ on our own. Right. Um, and he's the central uh, aspect of that. So let's go ahead and jump on to uh, question three. Um, this one's, I think, my, I'm most excited about this question. Cool. Uh, how does worship through prayer fit into congregational worship? So basically, how do we apply all these things that we just talked about on a Sunday morning? Yeah. So yeah. what are some things that you do at Salmon Valley uh, to implement worship into implement prayer into your worship service? Yeah, obviously, um, I, I I don't mind if we get accused of praying too much in a worship service. Amen. We're going to pray to start the service. Mm-hmm. We're going to stop in the middle and have a time of intercession and praise. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to pray right before we preach and we're going to pray as we close the service and there's nothing wrong with praying in the middle of all that you know (laughs) there's just not and uh so uh, one of the things well i'll I'll not jump ahead but um i think we just have to model it in our worship we Mm -hmm. have to model prayer exactly and and various types of prayer which is i just named a couple of them you know first a call to worship praise in that Mm -hmm. in that early prayer uh, intercession, uh, confession, whatever it needs to be in that in that other one, and yeah. and and then right before we preach, Lord, you know we want to hear from you. We're it's a petition to God for the whole body. You know, mm-hmm. um, there's other things we pray for. You know, but but still those those themes, yeah. and then even as we close, Lord, w- what we've learned today and how we've seen you move today, help us go out in the world and apply those in our lives. Right. Yeah. Um. So I've got three different aspects um, or really views of worship in congregation written down. Um, what does this look like from the aspect of a congregant, uh, someone who's a deacon or an elder in your church, but also from your pastoral and ministry staff? Yeah. Um, so let's kind of break down each of those and how can each person in those roles view worship in a congregation? I think from the congregate's standpoint, I think it's most helpful if you come to church praying. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Satan does a lot of really cool work in a vehicle with a family on the way to church. Mm-hmm. You know, there's two kids in the back seat and one breathed on the other one. And, you know, I, I raised a kid who he grass stains in the car on the way to church. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know how he did that, but. You know, uh, families get to the church and they're screaming at one another in the vehicle and then they get up to come in and worship. Um, mm-hmm. You know, come to church praying. It's not something we wait and do inside. If you want to prepare your heart, you want to receive from the Lord more than just be a spectator. Um, right. Come to church worshiping and or praying, and it will impact your worship experience in the worship service itself. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'll speak from the pastoral and ministry staff side, and okay. I'll let you take the deacon's um, aspect. From from a pastoral and ministry staff side, 
you have to be praying for your church. Yeah. You've got you have to keep your church in prayer um, outside of a Sunday morning. You can't just pray on Sunday morning for the people mm-hmm. that are there and just say, okay, Lord, here's a group of people that have come this morning. I present them to you and I surrender them to you. Amen. And then that be the last of your prayer for this group of people. Um, the, in our staff meetings that we have at Calvary, we we spend a majority of our time in staff meeting going through prayer requests and spending time in prayer. Is there's three of us that sit in there, myself, Matt, and Kathy, and all three of us pray. Like, and I call it a, a full-size prayer, a prayer for everything that's been listed, true surrender and repentance and supplication for the, those people. Mm-hmm. Um, so from that side, I encourage any ministers and pastors or any staff members of churches in any capacity that may be listening, your prayer for your congregation cannot stop at Sunday morning. No, no way. Um, you've got to continually, constantly Pray for your church. Pray yeah. uh, for their hearts. Pray for their relationships. Um, pray that the Lord will help you lead this congregation. Um, because if you try to do it by yourself, you'll never be able to lead them. Yeah. Um, the Lord is the one that leads. You're the one that helps shepherd. Um, so uh, allow the Lord to lead you as you shepherd the congregation. So uh, deacons and elders, what are, what are well, your words for those? Uh, our, our church, we, we, we have deacons and... Uh, I, I treat them, I think it's biblically, because they're servants um, of the church, of the church body, and, and I am too as a pastor. Mm-hmm. I'm a servant of the Lord and a servant of the church. But uh, I would put the same onus or the same weight on those deacons, and, and I tell them every time we meet, a substantial part of our meeting every time we meet is a time of prayer, mm-hmm. and we're praying for the whole church family. We're coming yeah. together. We're looking at the needs throughout the body. Um, but I look at deacons as pastoral ministry, right? right? Serving the body. And uh, I, I tell them regularly, nobody's praying for this church more than you guys. Mm-hmm. Let that be an encouragement. Let that be a conviction. Because yeah. how are you praying for the, the, the people that God's called you to serve? Um, and, and the reality is, you know, uh, in a role like that, you're going to know a few more things. Pastoral ministry, you know a few more things about people. That's just all mm-hmm. there is to it. Yep. Um, but it should be the same for a deacon as well. So, so with that knowledge comes a responsibility. Right. And with that position, if you'll let me use that word position, that God's called you to, comes a higher responsibility mm-hmm. as well. So, so I would say to the, the, to the deacon, uh, like, man, again, nobody's praying for this pastor more than you guys are. Yeah. Nobody's praying for this church more than you guys are. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody should be coming in the door uh, more prepared to worship <laughs> right. than you are, you know? So, um, uh, yeah. yeah, it's pretty awesome. uh, pretty uh, uh, convicting to me when you start talking about these right. these, these three questions you've asked right here. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I want to hit just one thing real quick um, before we just spend a little time in prayer and wrap up, is that we talked about how to implement prayer into a worship service. Um, but I want to just mention three things that prayer is not when it comes to uh, Sunday morning. Um, the first thing I have is that it's not necessarily a transition. What? So we shouldn't use prayer just so that the band can get down. Um, and I feel like a lot of times in churches that that can happen is that prayer can't just be a spot filler right. in church. We shouldn't just say, oh, 
brother so-and-so, can you stand and pray so that we can get ready for baptism? Like It shouldn't be transition time. Right. Uh, prayer should be time for all to be t- zoned in, in tune, and leaned into the Lord. Um, when I used to lead camps and denounce with bands, is I would encourage, if I was leading, the band not to step down until the prayer was over. Mm, yeah, Because you don't want to be a distraction. I want you, even if you have a bass guitar hanging off your neck, to sit there and participate in this prayer and to yeah. be tuned in and leaned in. Um, you don't want to miss... You don't want to dismiss kids' church in the middle of a prayer? No. no, no, no. <laughs> I, I would rather the, the transition of the pastor and the band coming down take 30 seconds longer. Oh, yeah. yeah. Than for that's us okay. to be a distraction. Yeah. You know, that's, no, I'm that's with kind you, of my man. thing for sure. I'm with you. Um, the second thing is I don't want it to be, it, it shouldn't be a tradition. You shouldn't pray at a certain time in your service, even if it is genuine and it's not a transitional prayer. It shouldn't just happen at that time because it's always happened Mm -hmm. or it shouldn't be just that person because that person has always prayed. Um, so the tradition that prayer can build, uh, sometimes can be a distraction in worship as well. Um, and then the last thing that I wrote down is that prayer is not a performance. Mm. You don't have to sound good, um, or have just the right speaking voice. You don't have to have a radio voice to pray. You don't have to um, use the King's English? You don't have to use the King's English. How about that? Um, it, it's not a performance. No. Because when you start to try to sound right or sound professional or sound uh, cool when you pray, you're starting to make it about yourself again. Right. Um, so those are three things that uh, I have written down that I think are important to remember that prayer is not. Um, and it's not transition, it's not tradition, and it's not performance. Yeah. Um it's so, relational. Yeah, it's relation. So, uh, yeah. so yeah, that's awesome. Well, Mike, we've got like four minutes. Um, so let's, uh, I'm going to ask you if you'll pray for us. I will. Um, if you want to use the pray or acts acronym to kind of help guide us through. There's, um, there's however, let the nothing Lord more you. intimidating than talking for 45 minutes on <laughs> prayer and then being asked to pray. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you'll pray for us, then uh, I'll close us out when we're done yeah. and then we can wrap up. Yeah. Father, as we come to you today, um, we call you Father right off the bat, um, and we worship you as the God of all creation, the sovereign of the universe. And, uh, Lord, we do not deserve anything. You give breath. You give life. Uh, you cause the sun to come up today, and, uh, and if it goes down this evening, that will be your work as well um, because you hold all things together through Jesus Christ. And so we just praise you and we thank you. I thank you for the friendship and relationship I have with Tyler, the chance to be on here today and and just talk about your word and talk about prayer. Lord, I thank you that we can have a relationship with you through the shed blood of Jesus Christ and that we can know you personally. And uh, Lord, I would just pray even for anybody who might stumble across this, maybe, and they're not even sure why they were listening. Um, Man, the best news in the world is that uh, that I can know God and I can have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And I pray you would uh, uh, just use that truth to convict them and draw them to yourself because we're all sinners. Paul said, I'm chief, and I suppose I've, if that's the case, I, I would be second in command. We, we, we are all broken. We're all in need of your mercy and grace. Uh, none of us are perfect. 
no matter how long we've been a Christian or, or if we haven't been. Um, so, Lord, we just come to you in, in some humble obedience, too, and recognizing that we can only talk to you because of your grace. And, Lord, convict us of where we're short. Encourage us where you can. and uh, But, Lord, draw us closer to yourself. Lord, we pray uh, for people in the two towns and cities that this podcast is representing today, Salmon and Limhigh County and Idaho Falls, Bonneville County. Lord, so many people that are so religious, but so few that know you. And Lord, we just pray for an outpouring of your spirit in those two places and that your kingdom would come on earth as it is in heaven and your kingdom would uh, your will would be lived out on earth as it is in heaven, and your will is that everyone would know you. And we pray for that, Lord. And uh, Lord, grow us in our relationship with you through prayer. Help us to be faithful. You will be faithful. Help us to be faithful as well. And we ask all this in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate you uh, hopping on and being a part. Um, Guys, tune in next month. We're going to be uh, continuing to worship. Guest is still going to be a surprise. Um, I'll tell Mike about who That's it is. That's code for he doesn't know who it is yet. It's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> it's as much of a surprise that it is, as it is for you, it is for me too. Um, but we'll have a guest uh, next month where we're going to be talking about worship through scripture reading. Cool. Um, worship through continuing relationship, not just by having a conversation, but uh, it's kind of that other side, how we hear from God through mm-hmm. his exact words. Cool. Um, so, Mike, if you'll be in prayer for us for that, for sure. Um, but tune in next month. Uh, I appreciate you guys tuning in this month. Um, again, we don't have a Facebook or anything to follow, um, but I will post uh, personal updates as uh, I get ready to post. But thank you guys for tuning in, and we will be seeing you guys uh, next month. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. Thank you.